I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 358. and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. A Thousand Thank Yous by Sarah Kroger is the perfect next song after declaring that all glory will be to Christ in this new year. We made that declaration through song and study last week. And this week, I want to take us on a journey through some of the Psalms of Gratitude inspired by our song. And before we get to all of that, however, let's listen. to admit something to you. I really struggled this week and I don't normally struggle. I mean, as soon as I pick a song for the next week, I'm generally off to the races to discover an area of scripture that I can sit in. And then I do that. And then I report back to you each week. Now, I've often said I want this podcast and my Bible interaction tool exercises that I share to be really accessible and repeatable for you. And I chose this week's song uh, weeks ago. I thought I knew where I wanted to go even. And then it just didn't make sense. I wasn't feeling it. And I've been doing this podcast for years now. I mean, like seven, almost seven years. And I normally don't wrestle with where to go in the Bible partly because there's just really no wrong place to go, and partly because I believe it's been the grace and favor of God that I I just know it, it just opens up for me. But this week's been, I believe, also the grace and favor of God as well, because I get it now. I mean, I remember a time in my life when reading the Bible did not come so naturally naturally to me. Of course, I've been practicing this over and over and over on your behalf for the last seven years, and so it becomes more natural to me. But this week was a solid reminder of something that I'm sure you struggle with too. You struggle to open God's Word. You check email. You watch the new YouTube, the new video that YouTube recommends. You watch the madness on the news, you check social media, anything and everything but reading God's word. Or when you do finally crack it open, you're just not feeling it like I I did this week. You don't understand what you're reading or you can't see a path to how it matters to your current walk with the Lord. So I get it. The struggle is real and I want you to know that I get it. Or at least I was reminded of how real the struggle is this week. And so how did I overcome it? Well, I literally just dug in deep and said, Michelle, you have a whole list of exercises at your fingertips. Pick one and move on. 
You see, I share Bible interaction tool exercises that I call bites on the podcast each week, and I know they work for you because you tell me about it. Uh, You tell me in your emails to me, you tell me in your reviews, and sure enough, they worked for me this week too. So without further ado, let's dive in. I was drawn to this week's song because of a review done over at thebereantest.com, and I have used the Berean Test in my preparation before because Vince Wright, the founder of this website, is all about applying critical thinking skills to compare lyrical content from popular Christian artists against the Bible for accuracy. And the name Berean Test comes from the book of Acts. I don't know if you've ever read that before, but it describes the care in which the Bereans handled the gospel message preached by the Apostle Paul. They basically just uh, researched it for themselves. And so I really like what Vince does over there at the BereanTest.com. Sounds like a perfect compliment to what we're doing here, right? So I hope you check him out. I'll link to him in the show notes. He doesn't analyze all of the songs that we feature here, but he has quite a compilation that you can kind of peruse. And while I don't take apart lyrics bit by bit like he does, uh, I do want you to get inspired and then dive into scripture and you can easily do that using his resources. Plus, he, he really keeps it positive, and I really like that. He's committed to truth with kindness. I think that's really great. So um, as you can probably tell by the title of our song this week and the short bit I played earlier, it's a song of gratitude. And so where else can we find songs of gratitude? Well, the Psalms, of course. In fact, I used another resource for additional inspiration this week. The team over at SheReadsTruth.com has a two-week study on Psalms of Gratitude. And so I just picked the first five Psalms that they listed and then applied my own bites. They also have great methods of interaction um, as well. So if you're interested in a little different approach, you can go check them out at SheReadsTruth.com. But now I had my song and then I had a list of Psalms or section of scripture that I was going to go to and I could begin to read and study. Um, But I still wanted a little more purpose and direction. So I chose to approach these Psalms with a goal. And the goal was to pray scripture. Uh, That's a bite, by the way. Uh, Praying the scripture is a wonderful way to interact with God's word. And I've mentioned it on previous episodes, but one of the ways I pray with my girls in the car on the way to school is to use the ACTS method, which is adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Now, I'm going to focus in on adoration and thanksgiving today. And the main difference between the two can be found in how we start this part of our prayer. For example, for adoration, we say, I praise you, God, because you are. And for Thanksgiving, we say, I thank you, God, for. Now, sometimes the two can be interchangeable. I might praise God for being Redeemer. That's who God is. And I am adoring him for that characteristic, that adoration. But I might also thank him for redeeming me. That's an act toward me for which I'm thankful. Does that make sense? So the thing is, sometimes in our prayers or adoration or thanksgiving, at least in our car, (laughs) we get a little repetitive. And so we get stuck on adoring God for being holy or faithful, um, maybe days in a row, because maybe we're not immersing ourselves in the word in such a way that we're seeing him in new ways or deeper ways, or we're just not 
logging it or cataloging it in our minds. And even Thanksgivings, you know, sometimes we can't think of fresh things to be thankful for. I, I think there was a there was a season where my youngest thanked him for friends and family, I think for like three months straight. That was it. And, and I don't want to correct her heart of gratitude for friends and family. I'm absolutely thankful for friends and family. But sometimes I think it can be kind of a cop out, um, uh, an excuse not to think deeply or, and develop an intentional heart of gratitude um, that can be a little bit more robust, right, than repetitive. And another bite I used uh, this week was to journal my interactions. I wrote them down. All right. So for those of you who are automatically dismissing this Bible interaction tool exercise, this bite might be the one you need right now. It's super simple. Again, you're just writing it down. It's not journaling in the sense that you're writing down gushy emotional things, although feel free to do that as well. It's mostly just writing down your interactions and and logging them for uh, as one way to say it. So if the word journal throws you, just grab a scratch piece of paper or a napkin or a fresh notebook, whatever you got to do, but write it down. It really does make a difference. And then finally, I incorporated two other bites. I love the uh, bite one word, and I've used it on the podcast a few times. It's just really simple. Just identify one word that jumps out at you and think about it. Understand it in the context of the scripture that you're studying. Just ponder it. I'll show you what I mean um, in a minute. But the final bite, so one word, and then my last bite was to read the text aloud. I worked on a couple of the Psalms one day, and I just did great. And then the next day when I sat down to read and study some more, I was really distracted. So I just read the text out loud. It made me slow down, which is another bite. It held my attention better. And then I was uh, able to truly interact with God's word rather than just kind of letting the flows, uh, the words flow in and out of my mind without anything sticking. I'm sure you've done that before. And so let's put this all together. All right. So I'm going to read the psalm, share my one word and my thoughts about it, and then tell you what I wrote out in the categories of adoration and thanksgiving based on what I discovered in the psalm. And hopefully it'll all make sense enough for you to try it on your own. All right, so let's start with Psalm 100. It's a nice and short one. It says, Shout triumphantly to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that Yahweh is God. He made us and we are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For Yahweh is good and his love is eternal. His faithfulness endures through all generations. All right, so that's a beautiful psalm of praise and thanksgiving and gratitude. And uh, one word that jumped out at me, the one word that jumped out at me for this this time in this psalm was the word acknowledge. It comes in verse 3. Acknowledge that the Lord is God or acknowledge that Yahweh is God is the translation that I read. And in English, the word acknowledge can mean to express appreciation or gratitude for. So that's interesting. But it can also mean to admit to be true or to recognize the truth that the Lord is God, for example, that Yahweh is God. I love the definition also that says it is to recognize the authority, validity, or claims of 
Yes, I recognize the authority, the validity, and the claims of God, that he is God and that I am not, (laughs) that he is God, my master and savior, and so much more that we'll continue to uncover in just our short time together today. But there's so much that we can learn about him, and I want to acknowledge that Yahweh is God. So for my adoration and thanksgiving, I wrote this, I praise you because you are good, and I thank you for your eternal love. I thank you that your faithfulness endures. And there's just so much in this. Um, His love and his faithfulness are not temporary, nor are they disposable. They endure. They are eternal. He endures. He is eternal. And he is so, so good. And he's worthy of a thousand thank yous. All right. So let's move over to Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a groom coming from the bridal chamber. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to their other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold and sweeter than honey, which comes from the honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them. There is great reward in keeping them. Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule over me. Then I will be innocent and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Oh, what a beautiful psalm. And so there's a lot in there. But my one word from that Psalm 19 this time is acceptable from verse 14. It says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I want I want my words to be acceptable. I, I struggle with you. I, I really struggle with this, y'all. I really do. I, I'm thinking of James chapter 3, verse 10. It says, from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. It happens to me every time. I'll be singing songs of praise in one breath, and then I'll speak harshly to my kids or use foul language in the next. I want my words to be acceptable. But more than that, I want my heart meditations to be acceptable. I know that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I if I ever want to have hope of taming my tongue, I need to make sure the meditations of my heart are acceptable. So and that's my one word. And for my adoration and thanksgiving, I wrote this. I praise you because you are my redeemer. God, you buy me back from eternal destruction. I praise you, God, because you are my rock. You are immovable and strong. I thank you, God, for your perfect instruction, renewing my life. I thank you for your trustworthy testimony, bringing me wisdom. I thank you for your right precepts that make my heart glad. I thank you for your radiant commands, enlightening my eyes. I thank you for your pure fear that lasts forever. And I thank you for your reliable and righteous ordinances. You see, 
it's just a matter of, of repeating back scripture to God in praise. Um, we're doing 21 days of prayer at my church this month. And each day is opened with a teaching on prayer. And then we pray um, individually. We pray for the needs that have been turned in by members of our church. And after spending so much time in the Psalms this week, I just grabbed my papers and I just prayed those prayers of adoration and thanksgiving to God based on what I learned about him in scripture this week. I I was actually kind of wishing I had it written on note cards for this time. Um, You might consider that instead of a journal if that makes more sense to you. All right. We actually have three more Psalms and we're kind of getting, we're not going to have enough time to read them um, the way I have been. So how about I give you a sneak peek at what I discovered and then you can explore those final three Psalms on your own in their entirety. So I won't be, I won't be reading them all the way, but I'm going to pull out what my one word in my adoration, my Thanksgiving, kind of give you a sneak peek and then you can try it for yourself. So Psalm 34, again, read, study, and interact with the entire Psalm. But verses four through seven says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who took, those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. So my one word is radiant. You know, radiance is visible and I want to be radiant with joy. And uh, it says here that those who look to him are radiant with joy. So I've got to look to the Lord. This one thought has impacted my prayers significantly this week, or probably the most significant from any of the other one words that I've pulled out. I just keep coming back to it. So uh, the radiant is my one word. But in this psalm, you will find that God is great. He is good. He's our refuge. These are wonderful characteristics to praise him for. And for my prayer of Thanksgiving inspired by this psalm, I wrote, I thank you, God, for your nearness when I'm brokenhearted. And I thank you for redeeming my life. So that's in there. Go go find it in Psalm 34. All right, now Psalm 40 is also amazing. It begins like this. I waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and heard my cry for help. He brought me up from a desolate pit out of the muddy clay and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. So you will find this is uh, what I'm most thankful for. For, that he turns to me, that he hears my cry for help, and that he makes my steps secure after pulling me out of the pit, and that he puts a new song in my mouth, right? So in that, those are beautiful things that I'm thankful for. And out of this psalm, I adore him for being faithful and compassionate. Um, it talks about him being my helper and my deliverer. All of these things you will discover as you study this psalm. But my one word in Psalm 40 is compare. And it comes from verse five. It says, Lord, my God, you've done many things, your wondrous works and your plans for us. None can compare with you. If I were to report and speak of them, they are more than than can be told. So if you read this carefully, you see that the psalmist is saying that the wondrous works and the plans uh, that he has for us cannot be compared with the Lord. Yet, I find the majority of my time and my mental effort is dedicated to asking him for more wondrous works and begging him to reveal his plans for me. I needed this profound reminder that he is incomparable. The value of what he can do and where he can lead is nothing compared to God himself. 
None, nothing can compare with him. Finally, let's get one one more psalm in. In Psalm 66, I praise God for being strong, awe-inspiring, and a refiner. I am thankful for his faithful love, for listening to me, for refining me, and for testing me. And my one word out of Psalm 66 is part of my adoration as well, awe-inspiring. This word is mentioned twice in Psalm 66, once in verse 3 and once in verse 5, where it reads, Come and see the wonders of God. His acts for humanity are awe-inspiring. We've lost our sense of wonder in general, I think, uh, but especially as it relates to our holy and awe-inspiring God. And this has become a prayer of mine. God, renew my sense of awe and wonder because you are worthy. All right, so what's next? Grab your Bible, thank God for his word, and dive into five psalms of gratitude and praise this week. Psalm 100, Psalm 19, Psalm 34, Psalm 40, and Psalm 66, if you want to repeat exactly what we did on the podcast. If you find yourself distracted, uh, read the text out loud, slow down a little bit. Look for one word that jumps out at you in each psalm. Ponder that word in the context of the verse it's found in. Incorporate those thoughts, those uh, meditations into your prayer life. Discover what you can learn about who God is and what his great acts include. And then log all of that in a journal or a notebook or note card, something as prayers of adoration and thanksgiving. And then use this week's song as a soundtrack for your prayerful efforts this week. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat or on Facebook. My public page is Michelle L. Nizat, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, if you have not joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. Now, the challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You are never too late to jump in. Just submit your name and email address at michellekneezat.com forward slash 30-Day Challenge and you're in. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently, like Marsha from Pennsylvania, Rebecca from Georgia, Denise from Michigan, and Addison from Mississippi. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. It is a great place to start. Subscribers also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. And you get an email recap of the week's episode and instant access to any of the extra resources I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, This really encourages me, uh, but it also helps me stay visible to to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneezat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, or you can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Jericho by Andrew Ripp to point us to scripture. But if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 358. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.